You are listening to Alagana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories Podcast, where we share custom-made itineraries we have curated for our clients, stories from our own often crazy adventures around the world, interviews with the most fascinating people we met on the road, plus tips and hacks that will help you plan your next adventure to Europe and beyond. Coming up in this episode, what summer vacation means to me. We're getting creative with finding summer destinations around the world. How to choose the best Hawaii island for your vacation. My favorite beaches and places to explore on each Hawaii island. And interactive quiz that you can take with the entire family to help you choose the right island for your next trip. So let's get started. Hello, hello. Hope everybody's doing well. The weather is getting warmer in New Jersey. The pandemic numbers are getting lower and the mood is getting better. I am recording this episode the day after Memorial Day and in my book, it is summer already. You know, growing up in Europe, we always had the last day of school on May 24, 25th, after which summer vacation started. So it's always been three months of summer vacation from school until September 1st. But since those three months countdown didn't officially start until June 1st, the end of May essentially was a bonus vacation week, and it was always, always my favorite. It always felt like the time has stopped. Um, The entire three months of summer was ahead of us, and we always had a family vacation planned somewhere fun. This summer is going to be different, of course. For a second, I thought that... This summer would be the very first summer in my life that I don't go on a family vacation. And you know it was a scary thought. Don't get me wrong, I know we are very lucky and lots of families don't get to do a summer vacation every year and they survive. But I don't want to just survive. Take a look at this. I haven't missed a summer of travel in the last 30 years. Not even when my family came to the U.S. with $500 in our pockets for a family of five. And even then, six months later, my parents still managed to give me a summer vacation at a sleepaway camp. So as I'm looking forward to the summer and to the summer family vacation, which most likely is no longer going to be our annual trip to Europe, I still have that 1% chance and hope that it still may happen but um, probably at best it will be a road trip somewhere near to home and I'm trying to be creative how we can save the summer. So I have decided that given that summer is always in season somewhere in the world the summer vacation doesn't actually have to happen between the months of June and August and this year summer vacation can actually take place in December once the pandemic is hopefully behind us and once we have a full week of school because my son Ruben is starting kindergarten in September, so we're no longer free birds and can go anywhere that we want um, at any time. We have to now adhere to school schedule. So if that's the case, where can we find summer in December? Some of my favorite places to look would be Costa Rica, Galapagos Islands, and Hawaii. And today I want to talk about Hawaii, how to choose the best island for your family vacation, 
and how to make the most out of your trip. If you're worried about traveling internationally and getting stuck abroad, then Hawaii is perfect because obviously it's part of the US. So even if the international borders will close, that should not apply to Hawaii. There are eight main islands which make up the state of Hawaii. Hawaii, Maui, Oahu, Kahulawi, Lanai, Molokai, Kauai, and Nihau. And I have to preface that I will butcher all of the names of Hawaiian destinations because, well, let's face it, my Russian accent plus my Brooklyn accent is not making it any easier to pronounce these, so please bear with me. And if anything that I mention doesn't sound right, please show some grace and forgiveness. But also, if you are interested in any of the destinations and you couldn't really figure out which one I was referring to, feel free to message me um, or email me and I'm happy to elaborate. We will look at the four main islands of Hawaii, which are the most visited ones, and they are Big Island of Hawaii, Maui, Oahu, and Kauai. The other four islands are also open to visitors, but you may only be able to do a day trip to most of them, and um, mostly because a lot of them don't have a lot of lodging options, and it would be difficult to find a suitable accommodation to stay overnight. So, when I start working with someone, and we are looking at Hawaii's destination, one of the most popular questions my clients ask is, so which is the best island for my family vacation? And I get it. It's super confusing. With the five main islands available for selections, determining which one best suits you is very difficult. Well, or I should say with me, with eight islands available, it's very difficult to find which one would be right for you and your family. And there is really no best island. It's as confusing or as simple as it is. All of the major Hawaiian islands have just about everything that you may want at an island vacation. Of course, they have beautiful beaches and lots of lush green vegetation, cultural sites, lots of history, and of course, lots and lots and lots of things to do for families. But also these islands offer a lot of different things. Your choice of Hawaiian Island would depend really on what you're trying to get out of your trip and how your particular family would like to spend their time on vacation. So let's start with Oahu. If you have never been to Hawaii and only have one week, I would recommend that you go to Oahu and stay, just stay on the island. By spending time on a single island, you really immerse yourself in its culture and its people. On your next visit, you know, explore another island. The difference is really stunning between the islands. The beaches, the history, and the people are sure to keep you entertained no matter where you go. And every island has something for everyone. Coming from New York and New Jersey airports, you have to brace yourself for about a 12-hour direct flight to get to Honolulu, which is the main city of Oahu. And I'd like to joke that it takes four good movies and six hour time difference, and you're in Hawaii. After such a long flight, I doubt you would want to wait at the airport for another layover to get yet to another island. And there's plenty to do on the island of Oahu, and don't think it's just Honolulu and Waikiki Beach, there's way, way more than that. So don't waste your time hopping from an island to an island right away, especially if it's your first time in Hawaii. You know, get to Oahu, Get to your hotel, drop your suitcases, and start enjoying the culture and the beaches. 
Honolulu is the largest Hawaiian city and its capital of Oahu. It's probably one of the most vibrant islands in the Hawaiian chain. And Honolulu has just about everything you would expect from a modern city. It has a vibrant nightlife, plenty of natural wonders, um, historic feel, and a pretty bustling entertainment industry. With all of its high-rise buildings, luxury shops, restaurants, and nightclubs, you would simply be enjoying a vacation and probably similar familiar surroundings. It's definitely impossible to miss a visit to the iconic Waikiki Beach, one of the world's famous beaches. But I would say Oahu is so much more than just Waikiki and Honolulu. And to be 100% transparent, Honolulu was my least favorite part of the island. I'll share with you my experience um, with the island when my husband and I went to Hawaii a few years ago. It was kind of a spontaneous trip, um, the type of trip that you take when you desperately need a getaway and you jump on the first good deal that you see, and that's exactly what we did. We happened to have a pretty crazy year that year. We were burnt out. We just bought our house. Oleg changed his job. We had some uh, family medical issues, so we just needed to kind of like get away from it all to stop and smell the roses, and we did. We bought our tickets, I believe, about two weeks before departure, and I hurriedly planned our itinerary. Having had pretty limited time to prep for the trip, which is not typical for me because I typically take at least four to six months out in advance to plan, I only made a quick list of places we wanted to see, and I also planned to have about half of each day free so we could explore the beaches and the rest of the island without kind of like a strict planned itinerary. When we got to the Waikiki beach, I literally almost cried. When I was imagining our trip, I was longing for peace and quiet. I was imagining a secluded beach, a drink in my hand, you know, a book to read. I just wanted something super idyllic, quiet, and peaceful. And instead, I found myself in a place that kind of reminded me both of Las Vegas and Miami Beach. You know, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with either of those places. And there are times, like right now, that I wish I was in either of them instead of being at home cooped up in quarantine. But that trip was not the type of trip that I wanted to take in Miami or Las Vegas. I wanted a remote, idyllic, tropical paradise. So needless to say, we did not spend much time at the Waikiki Beach, and we mostly ventured out outside of the Honolulu city and as much as we could. So the first beach outside of Honolulu that we visited was Kailua Beach. It was definitely much quieter than Waikiki, but it still had a lot of people, and even though it did not feel crowded, it still was not the beach of my dreams. Kailua Beach is part of Kailua Beach Park, and so the beach is like at the end of the park, and it feels like, you know, your typical city beach. Yes, the water was nicer, it was warmer, it was cleaner, but I still didn't feel, it still didn't give me that vibe that I was looking for. And honestly, I couldn't really point out what was wrong there, and Honestly, there wasn't really anything wrong. It was just like all in my head. And that's that's the thing about planning a trip for yourself or for somebody else. It's so difficult to really understand 
your own expectations. And when you're working with someone else, it's even more difficult to understand the client's expectations because you really, at least I really try to get into their head and understand what does that perfect vacation look like? What are they imagining? What are they expecting? So that even though I could give them the best itinerary for Waikiki Beach, if that's not what they're expecting, if that's not the vibe they're going for, they're not going to be happy. So that's kind of like the secret sauce trying to match clients' expectation in their head, even though they may not even have a clear idea of those expectations. So asking the right questions and kind of like fishing that out of them to paint the picture of what they're looking for and delivering that to them in their actual trip is really the secret sauce of a great travel advisor. So anyway, back to our trip to Hawaii. So I wasn't super excited with the Kailua Beach and... We, we got there, we spent a little bit of time, and, you know, Hawaii is in U.S., obviously, so I had perfect cell phone service. As we were lounging on the beach, I got out of my phone and started looking on the map and see, like, what else, like, what other beaches are in the area, what else we can go see. And as I was searching for it, searching for it, wasn't really sure what I was searching for, just wanted to see what else is around there that we can go see, I saw this tiny dot on the map, and it said Lanikai Beach. And I don't even know how I noticed it because when you Google it, you see the name of the beach, but the terrain doesn't look yellow like a typical beach would be on on the Google map. And I wasn't really sure what it was, but it said Lanikai Beach and it looked like it was only a three minute drive from Kailua. So we decided to give it a try. We entered the coordinates into our GPS and literally a few minutes later, we found ourselves in the middle of residential street not the beach moreover um it was a residential street that did not have any sidewalks and all the cars were parked back to back on the side of the road which didn't even look like a road you could park on and i was like great so where to next i didn't see a beach and we were getting we were risking getting our car towed, so i was losing my hope um then, as we're sitting in the car, kind of like double parked, not knowing what to do, I saw this family literally emerge from a narrow path between two houses, and you know they were carrying towels in the cooler, and it was clear that they were coming from the beach. So I think at that moment I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, I think like the universe probably felt bad for us because this family actually happened to be parked in the car right in front of us, and so they they got in and they left. We took their parking spot and we strolled down that narrow path. And at the end of the path, boom, there it was. It was that little piece of paradise on earth, that beach of my dreams, that secluded piece of white powdery sand without another human inside. Oh, heaven, here I come. You know, it was everything I dreamed of and more. The beach, Lanikai Beach, um, which we found it sat and it still sits in front of multi-million dollar mansions but because all of hawaii beaches are public anyone could enjoy them the water was turquoise um i loved it i was so happy that we finally i finally had that picture in front of my eyes that i was longing for but even though the water was turquoise it was not as warm as usually the water is in the caribbean and it was my first time in Hawaii, so I was just like, oh, interesting. Now I'll kind of like make a mental note for that. Um, well, keep in mind, Caribbean beaches are in the middle of the sea, 
while Hawaiian beaches are in the middle of an ocean, so the water is definitely cooler. But honestly, I didn't care. I just wanted to sit there and stare at nothing. And um, it was a non-peak season afternoon on the island, so the beach was kind of empty. And we ended up running back to our car. We took our floating chairs, parked ourselves on the beach for the next three hours until it got dark. And even though we kept exploring more beaches throughout the 10-day stay on Oahu, we still kept coming back to Lanigai Beach because every other day we're like, oh, the beach before that wasn't that great. So let's go back. Let's go back. So we kept coming back to that island, uh, to that beach. And no matter where we went on the island, in the first part of the day, we would just explore. And then the afternoon would keep coming back to Lanigai Beach. So now let's talk about Maui. Maui is probably even more famous than Oahu. It's number one destination that I'm being asked about in Hawaii for honeymooners. You know, if your vacation with your family or with your loved one is meant to be peaceful, relaxing, and you really, really love different beaches and sunsets, Maui is your place. It offers pretty much everything that makes Hawaii so special. Golden, sunny beaches, you can see beautiful, majestic whales in the water um, in the winter. You can hike up Haleakala National Park. There's millions, well, I shouldn't say millions, probably hundreds and hundreds of different luxury resorts. And a lot of these resorts cater to families and a lot of them cater just to couples and honeymooners. So if you happen to be traveling without kids, there's definitely places that you can not see another kid inside the, the entire stay. Also, there is no shortage of things to do, like snorkeling, swimming with the turtles, hiking volcanoes, and experiencing the traditional luau. One of the most incredible things you can do on Maui is see the sunrise from the top of Haleakala National Park. You know, vacation is pretty much for people like, yay, I'm going to get to sleep in. But I would say you can sleep in on any other day, but take one day if you're going to Maui and wake up early. Pretty not, It's not even early. It's like super early, like three o'clock in the morning. Um, and you want to at least take one day to wake up that early and hike up the mountain to see the sunrise. So the Maui sunrise is definitely extra special when it's viewed from the island shores on Haleakala Summit. From there, you can see that incredible view east of the morning sun and also watch the morning light as it spreads dramatically across the volcano's crater floor. There are lots of different tour companies that can take you up on the mountain to see the sunrise from Haleakala. You can hike up there um, you can bike up there. You can take different modes of transportation, like if you if you wanted a little bit less strenuous. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that if you're on the island of Maui, I strongly recommend that you make yourself wake up super early one day of your vacation and see the gorgeous sunrise. So next up is Kauai. Kauai is called the Garden Isle. It is one of the oldest islands on the Hawaiian chain. And I would say if you want to enjoy nature in its 
pure romantic form, then definitely Kauai is the island for you. What's so special about Kauai? Grand waterfalls, remarkable coastal trails of Nepali coast, truly unblemished beaches, lush guard green cliffs, and colorful gardens, I would say. Those are the things that combined make definitely Kauai a special place. You know, if you throw in there a hiking visit to the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, then your vacation is essentially complete. So I want to talk a little bit about the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, which is a huge gorge named Waimea Canyon that's about 14 miles long and 3,000 feet deep. To give you a comparison and perspective, it's pretty small in comparison to the real Grand Canyon. So Waimea is 14 miles long, Grand Canyon is 277 miles long, and Waimea is 3,000 feet deep, while Grand Canyon is 6,000 feet deep. However, Waimea Canyon is a geological gem, and it's pretty much the most unexpected kind of lush green place that you can see on on the island of Kauai and I definitely recommend seeing it. Waimea is Hawaiian for reddish water, no doubt referencing the color of the canyon and also the tint the water takes on as it runs through. If you're going to be looking for summer in Kauai during winter rainy season, those red walls will be green with new growth and provide a very beautiful contrast. One of the first things um, as a first-time visitor to the canyon should do is to take a drive through it, obviously. You can also hike, uh, take a helicopter, but driving through is, I would say, if this is your first time, start with that. Waimea Canyon Drive begins in the small town of Waimea and goes north. It merges with Koki Road as it enters Waimea Grand Canyon State Park and also the Puka Pele Forest Reserve. There are several overlook points, perfect for stopping and taking some amazing views and pictures, of course. Two additional stops to check out are Kalalau Lookout and Pu'u Okila Lookout for vantage points over the Kalalau Coast and its tall green ridges. I will put all of these names into the show notes, so definitely check those out if you're planning a trip on your own so you can mark them on your map. My very favorite thing to do in Kauai in terms of seeing this canyon is a helicopter flyover. It's honestly one of the coolest ways to check out the canyon. Nowhere you can get a more comprehensive understanding of its massive size than from from the helicopter view above. And with that also comes an adventure of being in a helicopter, you know, zipping over the forest and the canyon and gaining access to the most remote areas that otherwise would be unreachable by car or by foot. So I recommend going on a tour to Waimea Canyon that combines actually a flyover over the canyon with the nearby world-famous Nepali coast so you can get the most bang for your buck because it's both of those 
places are absolutely incredible to see from the above. Now let's talk about the big island of Hawaii. It's the last of Hawaii's biggest and most popular islands and the big island is really is a very big island. It's the largest of the Hawaiian island chain. The big island is twice the size of Delaware and almost four times as large as Rhode Island. So it gives you a little bit of an idea of how big it is. Vacation on the big island is, of course, one that would, you wouldn't forget in a hurry and there is no shortage of activities to keep you busy. It definitely is an island with history stories of kings and gods and traditions are a sure thing to grace your stay. Stunning waterfalls, untouched rainforests, silvery beaches, an active volcano and snow-capped mountains. All of that is available on Big Island. The Big Island also has some incredible sunsets, so I recommend a sunset cruise or dinner outdoors with a view. The Big Island is the largest and most volcanically active of all Hawaii islands. So if you are into volcanoes and you would like to see one, of course, Big Island is a great place for that. The island still grows every day because of its number one tourist attraction, which also happens to be one of the most active volcanoes in the world. It's called Kilauea Volcano. Of course, I butchered the name, so please forgive me for that. Um, now, beaches, of course, it's an island, so there are plenty of beaches, and if you like different kinds of beaches, and if you like to explore the beaches, Big Island has quite some amazing white, black, and green sand beaches. Yep, there's such a thing as black sand beaches and green sand beaches, and all of that is available on the Big Island. So I'll give you a rundown of some of my favorite beaches on the island. So one of the uh, beaches that I really like called Hapuna Beach, it's consistently voted among the best beaches of the world. It's also one of my favorite beaches on Hawaii because of the long white sandy beach stretch. It also has easy parking and has good, good facilities there. The beach is great for swimming and snorkeling and there are also some hikes available nearby. Another beach, that I really like. It's called Mauna Kei Beach. It has white sand and it's perfect for families with little kids. You, you can lay and sunbathe and you can go snorkeling. It's a really nice place. Then in terms of black beaches, or sorry, black sand beaches, one of them is called Punalu Beach and it's also easily accessible. It's great for swimming and snorkeling also but another thing that's really interesting on that beach is you can swim with the turtles so it's one of those experiences if it's on your bucket list and you want to do it that's the beach where you want to go and it's interesting also because the sand looks a little bit like black caviar and <laughs> it's definitely a unique experience and then another beach that I would recommend that has green sand called Papakalea and it's interesting because you would think wow where does the green sand come from and it's pretty easy because the green sand is kind of a, a little bit of an illusion it's color of the lava from the vol volcano and also the crystals and also the play of light from the sun so it makes it look green 
So now that we've covered all of the main islands of Hawaii and you know the differences and what's interesting on each island, let's talk a little bit about practical things. Another question that I get asked a lot is, when is the best time to go to Hawaii? And also, does Hawaii have hurricane season? So officially, yes, Hawaii does have hurricane season, and it's pretty similar to the timing when the Caribbean hurricane season is, which falls into the summertime, so it's approximately from June to mid-fall, which is considered to be kind of like end of November. But Hawaii have not had a hurricane in almost 30 years since, I believe, 1992. So considering that a busy Atlantic hurricane season is predicted for 2020, if you've seen some of the headlines, that's what we're expecting this summer going into the fall. I would definitely look over to visit Hawaii during late summer over the Caribbean, especially if we're looking at comparisons of the hurricane season and kind of like staying, trying to stay away from the rain and hurricanes. Also, something to kind of keep in mind when it comes to hurricane seasons is that it's not only that the hurricane may ruin your vacation. Of course, if it happens to be during your trip, it you will have to either reschedule in advance if you know the hurricane is coming or, God forbid, you can get stuck in a destination that's being under hurricane warning. But also going during hurricane season means you can have a lot of rain. It doesn't necessarily mean you will have a hurricane, but you may just have a lot of rain. And that, of course, will spoil any sunny vacation, any beachy vacation. And just knowing that there's going to be a rain next week when you're going, for example, is not a reason for your insurance to cover your cancellation. So something to keep in mind, because of course, we always recommend get a travel insurance. And if hurricane hits, most policies cover as long as you purchase the policy before the hurricane was named. But insurance will not cover you because bad weather is anticipated. So some practical information just to keep in mind when planning your trip. So I promised an interactive family quiz for you guys at the beginning of the episode. So if you stuck around till now, thank you so much for doing that. I know this is a long one. And let's play a game. And I promise you that at the end of this game that you can play with your entire family or you can take this quiz just yourself, you will have a much better understanding which island is a better fit for you and your vacation needs and wants. And if you're doing it with a family, it's just going to be an you know, a fun evening of playing the game and something for you guys to to do around a dinner table. So to play the game, you would obviously need to gather your family if you're doing it as a family. Also, you would need to grab a bag of M&Ms or any other candy that have colorful pieces. You can also use Legos You or you can just give everybody a piece of paper and four different markers and just put colorful dots on your piece of paper when when you hear the color that's being read in in the game. If you're using M&Ms, and that's what I've used before, um, take a bag of M&Ms, put them in a big ball, sit in a circle around the ball, have an empty cup for each family member, because every time I would read a question, I would give you an answer option that corresponds to a certain color. So you want would want to take that color M&M, or Lego piece, or you know, take that marker. And if you're taking M&M and Legos, you can you would want to put them in your cup, 
or if you're taking a marker, you would want to make a mark in that color on your piece of paper. So when you are using Legos and M&Ms, make sure you have these colors. It's only four colors. It's orange, green, yellow, and blue. Each color represents an island in Hawaii. I will not tell you which color means which island until the end of the quiz. So this way you're not biased when you're answering the questions. All right, so if you're ready, let's begin. Question number one. When you imagine Hawaii, you are thinking of one of these things. Romance, pick orange M&M, crowd-free beaches, pink green M&M, nightlife, pick yellow M&M, volcanoes and waterfalls, pick blue M&M. So I'll repeat the question. When you imagine Hawaii, you are thinking of one of these things. Romance, pick orange, crowd-free beaches, pick green, nightlife, pick yellow, volcanoes and waterfalls, pick blue. Question number two. All the islands boast absolutely spectacular scenery and lush tropical vegetation. What one of the below you would hate to miss? So which of the below options you would absolutely hate to miss? And then pick the color from your ball of the choice that I will read for you. Green is known as the garden island. Yellow offers amazing vistas. If you're willing to take an orange island twisting highways, you'll discover scenes that will stay with you forever. The blue island offers unique contrasts, tropical forest and lava, desert and jungle, waterfalls and ranch lands. I'll read the question again. Think which one of these you would hate to miss and then pick an M&M of that color and put it in your cup. Green is known as the garden island. Yellow offers amazing vistas. If you're willing to take on orange islands twisting highways, you'll discover scenes that will stay with you forever. The blue islands offers unique contrast, tropical forest and lava, desert and jungle, waterfalls and ranch lands. Question number three. If you love to hike, pick Green Island. Hawaii has many exceptional hikes, but on the Green Island, many hiking trails will present themselves without doing any work. So if you love to hike, pick green. If hiking is not your thing, don't take any pieces or any candy from the ball and just wait till next question. If you love to snorkel, pick Blue Island. The Blue Island tends to have clearest water and offers the best snorkeling in Hawaii. Question number five. If you would love to try your skills as the beginner surfer, green and yellow islands at the best bats for beginner surfers. So if surfing is your thing, or if you would like to try it, green and yellow. You can pick both candies from the bowl, or you can pick one. But if surfing is not something you're excited about on your next vacation, you can just skip this question. Question number six. No island skims on tourist activities. Indeed, there are many more things to do in Hawaii. Helicopter rides, boat tours, luau's, and many more. 
But Yellow Island's infrastructure lends to some activities that are not found elsewhere. Museums, a zoo, aquariums, water park, and Pearl Harbor. So if any of these things are on your must-see list, especially Pearl Harbor, pick yellow candy or yellow piece of Lego. Green Island is famous for Nepali coast boat trips during the summer. So if that's something you want to see, pick a green candy. Orange Island has the best whale watching boat trips during the winter. The Blue Island has the best fishing and of course Volcanoes National Park. So you can pick as many as you want or as few as you want. I'll read them again. Yellow Island's infrastructure lends to some activities that are not found elsewhere. Museums, zoo, aquariums, water park and Pearl Harbor. Green Island is famous for Nepali coast boat trips during the summer. Orange Island has the best whale watching boat trips during winter. The Blue Island has the best fishing and of course Volcanoes National Park. Question number seven. You would like to go shopping while on vacation. Check out the Yellow Island. So if shopping is important for you, Yellow Island is the one that you would like to check out. You want to see where they filmed Jurassic Park and 51st Dates. Again, check out the Yellow Island. Hawaii has, oh, sorry, that was question number eight. Question number nine. Hawaii has many world-class chefs and restaurants with several hotels noted for their exceptional dining. If you're a foodie, visit Yellow and Orange Islands. Question number 10. Two islands are most likely to satisfy tourists' interest in history, a yellow and a blue island. The Blue Island has several interesting landmarks that relate to the history of Hawaiian people, including the remains of old temples. Yellow Island features both ancient and contemporary Hawaiian history and has many landmarks relating to World War II. Yellow Island is also home to Bishop Museum, Hawaii State Museum of Natural and Cultural Histories. So Blue Island and Yellow Island are full of history landmarks that you can check out. Question number 11, we're almost done. If you'd like to have a large selection of luxury hotels for your vacation, Orange Island is the one for you. So if luxury is absolute must, Orange will have the most option. Question number 12, our last question in this game. If you'd like to have a large selection of budget hotels for your vacation, so unfortunately luxury is not for everyone, then you can check out Yellow Island, which has a good selection of moderate hotels for you. Also has some very nice luxury hotels, but the most of the budget-friendly ones will be found on the Yellow Island. So, now that we answered all 12 questions, you have to check on your, look in your cup and see how many yellow candies you have, how many green candies, how many orange, and how many blue. Like I said at the beginning, each color represents an island. So whichever color predominates, that's your answer. That's the island that would make most sense for you. You will enjoy the most on your next trip to Hawaii. So look around the table if you're doing it with your family. See who has the most green ones, who has the most yellow ones, who has the most blue ones and the most orange ones. You can write it on a piece of paper so you know later who liked which one. And of course, now you want to know which color means what island. So 
Drum roll, please. Orange Island, that's Maui. Green Island, that's of course Kauai, the Garden Isle. Yellow Island is Oahu. And Blue Island is Big Island. So if you have a mix and you have the same amount of each, or very close amount of each, sorry about that, then you probably would like all of them. And then don't stress, let's start with Oahu on your next trip. And then we can take it from there and see other islands. But if one of their colors really predominates, then that should be your first island on your next trip to Hawaii. I would love to know which island won, quote unquote, in your family. Go ahead to my Instagram account at Olegana Travel Boutique and comment with the island of your choice under this episode's post. I'm really curious to see how many Hawaiians um, no, not Hawaiians. How many Oahuans? Is that even a thing <laughs> we have? How many lovers of Maui we have? How many people would love to go to Big Island or Kauai? Just really curious to see uh, where the results landed. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. It's been great. I'm so happy that you have listened to the entire episode, that you've done the quiz with your family. Hopefully you found it fun. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss the next episode. If you're planning your family vacation to Hawaii on your own, then you're probably missing out on some authentic experiences and seamless execution that we can offer for the most complex itineraries. I will be happy to help you create an itinerary that will really wow every member of your family. So don't hesitate, take advantage of my free consultation, head out to my website, oleganatravelboutique.com and click on the bright pink button in the right top corner that says plan my trip. That will give you access to my calendar where you can grab a time and date that works best for you for us to chat about your next vacation. Thanks again and stay tuned for more. listening to Aligana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories podcast. Aligana Travel Boutique is a luxury travel agency. We specialize in completely custom-made trips and experiences for couples and families. I'm your host, Anna Fishman, owner and founder of Aligana Travel Boutique. Having traveled extensively through 27 countries, I have built incredible relationships with the most fascinating people in the travel space and have curated a personal world of practical travel information that I'm so eager to share with you. From the best hotels and resorts around the world, to agritourism mom and pop farms, from castle hotels to century-old wineries owned by the several generations of the same family, to the most unique and authentic, historic, cultural, and epicurean experiences, Olegana Travel Boutique is your one-stop shop for jaw-dropping European itineraries. Want me to create one-of-a-kind custom trip for you? Let's chat. Grab a time on my calendar for a free consultation through a link in show notes. Thanks for listening. Ciao till next time.